Hello, everybody. How are y'all doing today? Tonight, I'm taking a nice long walk on LSU's campus. Getting ready to move out for winter break. Move out tomorrow, actually. Super excited. And during this walk, I just got to thinking about as human beings, the crazy amount of experiences that we have and how they shape us and define who we are. And grant you, I'm only a 19-year-old kid, right? And man, I I can just recall so many experiences, so many events that have happened so far in my life and how they've shaped me to be who I am. One of these experiences has definitely got to be high school football. Played for all four years. I was an outside linebacker weighing at about 130 pounds. And I I, I didn't know a thing about football, to be honest. I only joined because... I played in junior high, and I only played in junior high because my brother wanted me to. Man, what a crazy four years. I remember first practice, going on that field. I had this big afro, super skinny. And for our defense, we have a sandbacker always playing on the line. So instead of having one uh, rotating linebackers, we just had one set position to that position would always play on the line they would be right next to the the defensive lineman but if you know anything about football you know most offensive linemen are about 200 pounds you know to 230 and here I am 130 going up 200 pound lineman oh man I mean I had no chance I don't know what the hell those coaches were thinking anyway so it was about a third practice and Oh, let me also add that I had these thick-ass sports glasses. So I had like two-inch thick sports glasses. I had curls sticking out of my helmet, and I was about like 130 pounds. So I remember I looked at Coach one day after tackling the dummy, and he said, you know what, kid? Your new nickname, Psycho. And that was my name for the next four years of high school. That was awesome. But man, it wasn't all uphill. Actually, most of my football experiences were quite negative. Don't get me wrong, all of the coaches respected me, knew I always busted ass. I had the players respect as well. From a freshman to a senior, they all knew who I was, and they all knew I would always bust ass. But man, when it came to junior year, and I realized I was still playing JV, man, that hurts. To know that I'm still playing with the freshmen and the sophomores, these underclassmen, man, that kills your pride. The worst part about it was the player who would start in the position I played, phenomenal athlete, but man, he didn't listen to a word coach said. He never followed any of the instructions. He never listened to the game plan. He just did his own thing. It was a terrible feeling to be someone who was so disciplined, who always paid attention and knew what he was doing, but wasn't good enough. So I didn't get the spot. That literally haunted me those four years of high school. I remember coming home from a varsity game. And my dad looking at me be like, you don't look like you sweat very much. Man, that was not fun. Man. And then senior year comes along. And I'm getting excited because the previous sandbacker graduated. Great. It's my time to shine. Well, not entirely. So, I was supposed to be the first string sandbacker. I was so excited. Couldn't wait. We're going. We're we're still in the summer. Going over basic game plan for the season. 
it's pretty much insinuated that I'm going to start. I can't wait. Everything's going very well. Scrimmage comes along. They have me going out first. Awesome. Super excited. I do pretty well. No phenomenal plays, but yeah, everything goes pretty well. And this was a scrimmage, so they had for all the first strings would go out and play a little bit. Then all the second strings, then all the third strings. And then later on, they'd play like a, a semi-game, you know? About 15 minutes long, no kickoffs. Well, yes, yeah, so the first strings go out. I go out. It was awesome. Second strings goes out. The uh, soon-to-be first string goes out. And then some JV kid goes out for thir- third string. All was well until we finally played the simulated game. And I'm like, all right, I'm first string. I'm ready to go ham. You know, I'm excited. And this kid who I'm just going to call... Jacob for now. It's not his actual name. Excuse the noise. I am walking outside. A couple cars driving by. Put his hand on my chest. But not, not dude coach said, I'm in. I'm in. It's because of the offense they're running. And I looked and I'm like, no way. And he went out. And he played the entire simulated game. And this may not sound like much, but when you've been busting your ass for three years and four summers... And you know the game plan more than anyone else. Even the coaches would make jokes. I knew the game plan more than they did. I paid attention to all the meetings. And just to have that hope sucked away from me was a terrible feeling. Man, what a terrible feeling I had. And coach knew it, and it was the defensive line, my coach. And he came to me and was, hey, man, hey, psycho, hold your head up. You're good. It's just the offense they're running, you know? And so I took that false hope, and I was like, all right, I hope. Well, then the Jamboree came up, which, once again, is just like a fake football game. I don't think there were any kickoffs or anything like that. Well, something very similar happened. I didn't play. Jacob, the starter, played. It was at that point in the game I was ready for the season to be over. Hated it. Hated football because of that. Now, last year, barely played at all. No matter how disciplined I was, how much I knew the game plan, bench warmer. I'm not going to lie, that was rough. Uh, that, was very, that was very hard to deal with, but it taught me a valuable lesson. See, I'm someone that I love anime. I really do. And if you know anything about anime, you know the main character is always the underdog. But through hard work, they always succeed. They always come out on top. Well, life isn't like that. And it's quite a sad thing to say, but it's true. Sometimes there will be some instances where you do everything right. You will do everything right. And you will have great intentions. And life is going to punch you in the gut. And you're going to fall. And life is going to say, no, you suck. And there is nothing you can do about it. And it's quite the depressing thing, but it it taught me, like, hey, man, life isn't easy. Not everything's going to go well in life, you know? You're going to get seized, and that's okay. There are tests. You you are going to fail. There's... Girls who are going to leave you. I mean, these things are going to happen. This is life. And it taught me that very valuable lesson. Because sometimes we try to go through life and we want everything to go well. You know, we, we want to get good, constant good grades. We want to have perfect attendance. We want to get the prettiest girl. We, 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 don't, we don't want to have a lot of ex-girlfriends. We, we, want to, we don't want to ever get sent to detention if you're one of those good kids. We don't ever want to miss a workout day. But life happens. And then that was the super valuable lesson that, that taught me. Man. And 
Another experience I had was JROTC within my high school. It was quite similar to football in terms of it, it took about most of my time. Uh, and, you know, I started freshman year, and freshman year, I, I didn't really do much, you know. If you know anything about ROTC, it's a class in high school, and it is structured very similar to the military. You have ranks, which symbolize or really symmetric to military ranks, and you have those positions, and you have to fulfill those duties as if you would in the military, obviously to a much lesser extent. Uh, but for an example, if you're a squad leader within the JRTC, you're in charge of your squad, just like you would be in the military. As a freshman, I didn't really know why I joined ROTC. I guess it was because my brother wanted me to. But it was one of the greatest decisions I've ever made. Joined freshman, didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, we had to wear a uniform every Thursday. And it was, it was cool, right? Because it was super unique. You know, obviously, you're in a high school and everyone's wearing whatever. We didn't have a uniform. And you're in a nice ROTC uniform. So there's that form of pride with it. But no one liked wearing it because it was uncomfortable. The shoes oh, would give you these terrible blisters. And so many people wouldn't wear it, but I'd wear it every day. And I did the most basic things like participate every day, be respectful. And eventually, I got promoted to a squad leader. Uh, my school's only like 11 years old at this point, so, and I'm a sophomore in college, so the ROTC was quite new, so people got promoted kind of on a whim, and there wasn't a whole lot of structure. That actually comes later. Anyway, so I got promoted, and great, it was fantastic. And the next year comes along, I'm a sophomore, and all my super close friends start going to high school because they're one year under me. And basically every friend I had joined the ROTC. And man, it was fantastic. We would go to these drill competitions where you march around and we'd all carpool together. And when an enlisted person would talk to you, you have to address them by their rank. I mean, we had no idea what we were doing. We would literally hide from people, drill instructors, when we didn't know their rank. Oh, it was a great experience. And then junior year came along and I got promoted to staff. Basically with staff, there's five positions. Uh, one person deals with personnel, one person deals with security, one deals with all operations, one deals with supplies, and one deals with all media. I, I was the media guy. I later found out I wasn't very good at that, but it, it, was, it was awesome. And I, I was in charge of the Instagram. Actually, I made us an Instagram, made us a Facebook, and I would host different fun nights for our program. It, it was phenomenal. I was really within the upper leadership. I was a captain and super excited. And the following year, I got promoted to the S3, which is the position which is in charge of all operations. And that position is like the team leader of staff. And that was my senior year, and it was, it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. I was where I wanted to be. And I honestly couldn't have been happier. And long story short, our upper leadership ended up leaving, and I got promoted to the executive officer, which is the second highest position within the ROTC. Man, I did not see that coming. And it was like everything bad that happened in football. Every time I got knocked down, and, and every time I was so upset and mad and angry, ROTC, just my hard work would pay off. And no matter how hard I worked in football, I wasn't there. I, I didn't have the athletic ability. But in ROTC, man, when I worked hard, it stood out. I got so many leadership awards sophomore year. I was elected to go to a leadership camp on a military base. And 
you know, it just, things worked. And I'm kind of going on a rant here, but that experience that I had in the ROTC, it it taught me so much about leadership. It taught me how to speak in public. It, It taught me that what you do matters even when you think nobody's looking. And I really mean that. Every time I would wear the uniform or every time I would take charge in class, every time I would help somebody else, and I I thought I was alone, I wasn't. There was always somebody looking. And that really mattered. It really made a difference. And, And that experience I had at football taught me to never quit. Because I I remember it it was after football and I ended up dating this girl in the ROTC and things didn't work out, but we dated and she understood how how much I hated football and I was so close to quitting. I remember there were times where I'd literally uh, be in the field house and I I was about to take my equipment to coach and tell him I quit, but I didn't. And I I think she, she told our major, who was our teacher in the ROTC about that, because he came to me one day after the football season, he said, you know what, Patrick? I'm proud of you. Because you were on that team and I know you didn't play much, but you finished. Everyone has this like lock in their mind. And the minute you quit, you undo the lock. And you allow that word quit into your dictionary. You allow that into your mind. So now you have this mindset of you can quit when things get hard. If things don't go your way, just give up. But you fought through that. And now you know never to quit. And that meant a lot to me, man. Football was so difficult. But the the discipline, the the physique that I've earned from it has stayed with me. And it'll it'll stay with me for life. So this was just some rant, but... If I had to conclude, I'd say never quit and never give up. But life isn't that black and white because in life, there are some things, there are some times where you need to employ self-awareness and say, this isn't for me. And so it's kind of complicated when you're dealing with a situation, you're like, do I quit or do I stay? Right? That, that is a hard decision. Is college for me? You know, I, I, I failed two classes and things are complicated. Is this for me? Should, should I quit? Or is this, you know? And it can be really hard to decide sometimes. The difference between employing self-awareness and this is it for me and giving up. It's very difficult. And I had to make that decision. And at the end of the day, you just have to look within yourself and say, You have to look within yourself and ask yourself, is this for me? Do I enjoy this? Is me staying on this team going to provide me with a long-term benefit? Am I giving up because it's hard? Or am I just not enjoying this? So, it's important when things get hard... Do not quit. Do not give up. But also understand when to employ self-awareness and know when something isn't for you. And, and I, I know that that's very difficult. It sounds like those ideas contradict each other. But it's something we need to master as human beings because we're going to be thrown in a lot of situations where things don't go well. 
And so the number one conclusion to this is never don't give up because something is difficult. And also things are going to be hard. There are going to be times in your life where you do everything right. Yep, you do everything right. And things aren't going to work. And life is going to kick you in the gut. It's going to punch you in the face and you're going to fall down. And it's going to really hurt. What you need to understand is that's okay. And that will and does happen to everybody. And sometimes effort isn't enough. Sometimes the effort you put in won't be enough and you will fail. And you need to understand that's okay because that will happen to everybody. And there are those things where when you put in effort, it, it matters, you know? It, it, what, what you reap is what you sow. And that's what happened to me in ROTC. I, bust, I know I, d- I didn't have much time to really go in depth. One day I would love to, but I busted my ass every assignment I was ever given. And I really stood out. And our major and our sergeant and everyone within that program saw that. To remember, there's always somebody looking. Because even in football, where none of my hard work seemed to pay off, I would always have coaches saying, hey man, you did a great job. Hey man, we know you didn't play very much. We love you, dude. You were the greatest scout team we have because you always put in the most effort. But anyway, that wraps up today's podcast. I hope you all have a phenomenal night. And everyone who's a college student or a high school student has a great winter break. See you all in the next one. Bye-bye.